part of my job is not just writing the books, but also making sure that they go out into the world in their best form possible. I am a very naturally messy person, so it encourages me to do some tidying if I get to listen to a lovely book at the same time. I'm very happy and grateful to the publishers for wanting an audiobook of questions. Welcome to This is the Author, where authors talk about narrating their audiobooks. In this episode, meet author Okweke Amezi, entrepreneur and founder of Happy Not Perfect, Poppy Jamie, and writer and meditation teacher Susan Piver. These authors are thinking about some of the biggest questions in life, from identity to relationships. Tune in to hear Akweke Amezi on the experience of recording autobiographical stories, Poppy Jamie on the power of thought flexibility, and Susan Piver on the biggest questions about marriage. Enjoy. Hi. This is Akweke Emezi, author of Dear Senderan. I wrote my book because I wanted to document a certain period in my life that was hugely transformative. And I also wanted to have a book in my career that spoke directly to Black readers without having to translate or think about how it would be received. If I had to describe what it was like to record my audiobook in one word, that word would be rigorous. It's always hard to narrate books, but when it's autobiographical, I feel like there's a certain weight that comes with it. And having to relive moments that perhaps you're not that excited to go over once again. While recording the book, I realized that I had trouble pronouncing the writer's name Nabokov. I'd been pronouncing it Nabokov my whole life until this point. I'm proud that I was able to narrate the book myself. It was something that was important to me, even though I knew it was going to be difficult. But I believe that as a storyteller... Part of my job is not just writing the books, but also making sure that they go out into the world in their best form possible. And for this memoir, that meant that I had to narrate it, just to do justice to the stories that I was telling in it. If I wasn't going to record my audiobook, I would cast one of my friends who I write to in the book, just because I know that they understand the emotional context of the stories that are in there. And now, listen to a clip from my audiobook. It's the middle of June. The Black Sea is turquoise, stained by blooms of phytoplankton and polished with undulating mirrors, sunlight reflecting in ripples over the water. I stand on a tumble of rocks, holding an empty plastic water bottle and listening as the waves spit foam into the quiet of the morning. Seagulls wheel and yell against the sky. A magician I am falling in love with has asked me to bring him back a drop or two of this sea, this specific sea, the one I am close to. (laughs) 
Hello, this is Poppy Jamie, author of Happy Not Perfect. I wrote my book because I'm inspired by the mind and learning about the mind and how we can change our mind to change our life. This book focuses on something I like to call thought health. We've spent a lot of time thinking maybe, you know, the sort of foods that we should be putting in our body and the sort of exercise we should be doing to help ourselves physically. But actually, our thoughts have a huge impact on our physical and mental health. And yet, often, these are not explored enough. Byron Katie, who's one of my biggest inspirations for this book, was the first one to introduce me to the fact that The root of our suffering lies in our thoughts. And when we have the tools to change our thoughts, to challenge our thoughts, we have the tools to change our entire outlook in life. And this fundamentally starts with the fact that our brain is malleable. Our brain, and science has proven this, is neuroplastic. It has the ability to change. And often I think we forget that we all have this incredible innate ability to adapt to any challenge that is thrown at us and be able to turn it in to the best thing that's ever happened. If I had to explain what it was like to record my audiobook in one word, I would say joyous. I have loved it so much, probably because it's almost therapy. The book is obviously a personal development, self-help type of book. And it's amazing because it reminds me of how much this work needs to be repeated. And even though I've written these words, I've still found nuggets that have reminded me to shift my perspective in just what I'm doing at the moment. So it's been totally joyous and I feel full of energy afterwards. I realized I had trouble pronouncing anxiety. And that's an odd word because it obviously is in my book multiple times. But for some reason, it kept coming out as anxiety. (laughs) I'm proud that I was able to narrate my first book because I'm obviously not a fully trained book narrator. So that was a huge accomplishment and I really enjoyed it. And I'm excited that listeners will be able to hear a deeply personal very honest journey of the last few years from terrible mental health to stronger and empowered mental health. And I hope that they find lots of things that can inspire their own journey. If I wasn't going to record my audiobook, I would cast Olivia Coleman because, let's be honest, Olivia Coleman is just truly wonderful and epic. And if she can play the queen, then she can certainly narrate this book. The last audiobook that I listened to that I loved was Byron Katie's Loving What Is, Four Questions That Can Change Your Life. I've listened to this book so many times and every time I still find wisdom. I love listening to audiobooks while I tidy up because I absolutely hate tidying. I am a very naturally messy person, so actually it encourages me to do some tidying if I get to listen to a lovely book at the same time. And now, listen to a clip from my audiobook. We are often most terrified of the thing that makes us the most human. Our ability to feel. Our feelings, like the underswell of the sea, 
can be unpredictable, vast, wild, still, and engulfing. We fear the things that make us vulnerable and yet make us powerful. But who can blame us? Emotions can be painful little buggers. Just when we're getting in the groove and life seems good, confidence is rising, and it's like an excited orchestra is about to play, we're suddenly wallop, bang, bosh, hit with a nasty one. Hi, this is Susan Piver, author of The Hard Questions, 100 Essential Questions to Ask Before You Say I Do. I was inspired to write my book with questions to ask before you get married because I was getting married and I was terrified. I knew I loved the person I was going to marry, but so what? I loved my previous relationships too, but they hadn't worked out. What would make this any different? So I really sat down to think about it and realized that just because you love someone does not mean you will love your life together. And that one insight opened up a whole raft of questions about what would our life look like together. And I wrote them down and we answered them. Recording this audiobook was both very easy because Stacy and Phil did a great job and made it super simple for me. And it was also very intense because this is my first recording of this work, now revised, but that I originally wrote before I was married. 20 years have passed. And it was really interesting and meaningful to revisit her voice 20 years ago, Susan. What was she thinking? What was she feeling? And to blend her voice and her presence with now, Susan. It really helped me see what a journey marriage has been. And I'm just so grateful I had the opportunity to do it. I realized I had trouble pronouncing the word divergent. Is it divergent or divergent? I'm still not quite sure. I was proud that I was able to record this book, and I'm very happy and grateful to the publishers for wanting an audiobook of questions. Because you might think, well, why would anyone listen to someone reading questions? But I am grateful that I had a chance to frame the questions in context and share them with people who I know are feeling how I felt when I first considered these questions, hopeful and afraid and really open and wanting to do their best by their partner. It's a very precious moment in anyone's life and certainly in the life of a relationship, and I'm proud that I can offer something that I hope will be supportive in that moment. If I wasn't going to record my audiobook, I would cast the Buddhist teacher Pema Chodron for her incredibly down-to-earth, super-grounded, very clear voice, both from the outer perspective, just listening to her voice as a pleasure, and from an inner perspective. I know from studying her work that she understands what it means to embark on a journey of uncertainty. So that would be a dream. And now, hear Susan Piver read a clip from her audiobook. When my husband, Duncan, asked me to marry him, I immediately tried to break up with him. We had been together five years, through his divorce, my move to another city, 
career upheavals and trying to make things okay for his hurt, loving young son. I loved this man. I loved our relationship. But I couldn't imagine promising to love him or anyone for the rest of my life. How could such a thing be possible? Every relationship I had ever had up to this point, romantic or otherwise, showed me that feelings change. If I stood in front of the world and promised to love him, I would start our partnership with a lie. This is the Author is a production of Penguin Random House Audio. Thank you for listening. For more behind-the-mic content and audiobook recommendations, visit www.penguinrandomhouseaudio.com slash next listen.